All right, hey everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. This is Talk It Out Sessions with Trinity, and we're gonna talk about something that's kind of, do I wanna say sensitive, or I don't, I don't think sensitive, but something that's very, very close and near and dear to my heart, which is psychology and psychics or, you know, things like that. So I'm going to say this psychology and psychics, the whole spiritual community, if you, you cannot acknowledge that the two do not go hand in hand. And for people that lean towards one or the other, it's fine, but to completely ignore that the two do not go hand in hand is ignorant. And I will explain why. But getting with basic like scientific stuff, um, if you all know the Greek and root word meanings of psych it is the breath it is the mind it is the spirit it is the soul in psychology psychosis all of those words include the mind the spirit like the mind the spirit the essence that breathes life into our fleshy parts you know what i mean so if you know anything about if you know anything about medical terminology and things like that you know that like <sighs> like words like that indicate like inflammation would be like um I, I don't even know why I'm drawing a blank right now like like itis is one of those words or like psychosis is kind of like a similar where where both of those are were like suffix meaning words that mean inflammation of some sort so like psychosis like an influx or inflammation of the mind the soul, the spirit, or like mastitis is inflammation of, you know, like the mast cells, like in the breast and things like that. All of those words, all of those are cohesive. And when a patient does experience psychosis, their spirit, their mind, their soul is in overdrive, which brings me to my most relevant point of it is a very, very important thing to be continuously grounded throughout your spiritual journey. As we are going into a society where spirituality is a trend and there's a lot more exploration about uh, around it, whether it's light or very soft, like, oh, I'm just kind of dabbling or even, you know, just reading about certain things. You must take into account, you, you must take into account that psychology goes a lot with spirituality, despite, you know, the weird things that we experience. A lot of these chakras are indicated of 
our stages of development and how they affect us later on in life. And I'll get into that in a second. Like, but just to touch on it entirely that psychology and the human psyche as well as spirituality all go hand in hand together. And moving on to the chakras, being grounded is the most important thing that you can do on the spiritual journey. And if you know anything about the chakras, you know that the root chakra is probably one of the most important and forgotten about chakras during a spiritual journey. Everybody talks about your third eye. Everybody talks about your crown chakra, your heart chakra, your solar plexus. I don't often see talk of the root chakra with spirituality because people have no interest in actual grounding. And when I mean by grounding, I mean stabilizing, taking care of your mundane, your day-to-day tasks and abilities. Becoming too spiritual can actually drive you into psychosis. Becoming too much of anything can lead to a downfall of some sorts. Your root chakra, if anybody is interested in psychology, you you should look at Erickson's eight stages of development. The root chakra is the equivalent of Erickson's first stage of development, which is trust versus mistrust. And you can also take a look at... um. Maslow's hierarchy of needs to equate to this as well to put logic into the spiritual sense of stabilizing your basic necessities meaning your your food your shelter your water your you know all of these things with trust versus mistrust in Erickson's um stage of development the way your parents take care of you and things like that all of that is associated with your root chakra And people tend to forget that when they do the spiritual journey. They get so involved with the sacral and the solar plexi and all these other crown. Like, oh, your third eye is blocked. But usually when your spiritual, when the upper chakras are blocked or out of alignment, it's usually because your root chakra is neglected, unactivated, underutilized, which leads to a lot of concerns in your day-to-day life it leaves a lot of concerns in your day-to-day life it is your it's your mudalahara your root your bases what keeps you planted in this earthly realm because we are not spiritual beings we are not here to be entirely immersed into the 4d and the 5d we are meant to work along with it Meaning, while you're here in this flesh, in this body, you must stabilize your earthly desires. Meaning, sex and food and shelter. Not even sex, but your desire for, like, close platonic intimacy, which you get from your parents. The love that you get for your parents or your family. the To make sure that your parents are the person that takes care of you, provide for you. They take care of you. You are not in a place where it is dangerous or you feel neglected or you have to grow up too quickly. All of those things, the root chakra is based off what you grew up around. And you can relate the the root chakra to the first house, your sense of self, who you are, who you grew up around, your environment. Again, all of this is heavily integrated and people do not realize if you neglect one part of this chakra, if you neglect one part of this development, it 
essentially hurt you in the long run for your spiritual journey. And a lot of these root chakra misalignments can manifest as colon problems, can, um, like can, uh, constipation. Some people, I know this with root chakra, when their root chakra is out of alignment, um, they tend to have like restless leg or like back problems all the time. And not back problems because of working or doing heavy lifting, but just general, like, oh, my back hurts, you know. I don't know why, I just have back problems. And doctors can't explain it. Again, mundane reasoning, but very, uh, quite a lot of people with root chakra misalignments do have eating disorders of some sort, where they overeat, under, uh, undereat, you know, things like that. So I just want to touch on you guys with that, that point that spirituality isn't all just crock, but it's working with your mind and your body to work alongside the four and the 5D to become content and have an appreciation for the earthly realm that you are living in, the earth, the earthly fleshy body that your mind is in because you cannot live with one out of the other. You know what I mean? You can't have one without the other. Meaning, if you're entirely too spiritual, you can put yourself into a psychosis where you think everybody is out to get you. Where you think things are coming to get you. And that comes from a lot of root chakra misalignments and other influencing environmental factors but these are things that can be taken care of to aid for a better, maybe more stabilized future with mental health. And that's why it's important for people who are spiritual to go to therapy, to help learn grounding techniques appropriate for their situation. Because even if your therapist is not spiritual, they do provide good tools for the spiritual person so that way your psyche does not go into overdrive and you start experiencing paranoia and psychosis. Energy is relative and all psychology is, is to me at least, the scientific study of the mind, body, and spirit. That's all it is. And if you acknowledge the energy that can play into this, I feel like we can get a lot farther with exploring the human mind and how we work and how, you know, certain mental, like certain mental health, like schizophrenia or bipolar can be better controlled. It's not, I'm not saying it's entirely spiritual. I'm not saying that psychology is entirely logical, but I feel if there's been a more blend of the two because they work cohesively together, I feel they, we would be a lot better off as spiritualists if we had the basic understanding of psychology going through this journey. Because we do have a lot of spiritual people out here that are entirely spiritual, however, have not stabilized themselves mentally and we get into something called toxic spirituality, which will be a different episode. However, for the average spiritualist, if you 
if your spiritualist has not done their shadow work as it is now called shadow work is simply trauma workings or going back to your past to deal with the things that affected you that created you into the person that you are now and that's not necessarily a spiritual aspect that is more so a psychological aspect because spiritually despite having generational curses or you know hexes or things like that all of those are just energetic influxes of the evils and of the wrongdoings that have already been done in your family the cycle of abuse uh, like the generational curses are simply cycles of abuse that people are complacent in and that's all they are now I do believe that people can get hexed or cursed and their family can be cursed become cursed but that is still also a influx of negative energy being put on somebody or a bloodline in particular and it only amplifies I feel unresolved issues in that respective person. Especially if, you know, there has been a lot of wrongdoing done. And that is just a different set of karma, which I will leave for a different episode. However, to not acknowledge that a spiritualist needs to be in therapy to make sure they remain stable. To make sure that they acknowledge their biases. They acknowledge the hurt and the pain because... When spiritualists do tarot readings or we have psychics and things like that, people that do see others and premonitions and things like that, there has to be a need for the spiritual journey, the spiritual awakening, for stability. There has to be a need for stability, a want of stability from the spiritualists. And personally, I advise any person listening to this podcast right now, if interview your 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 reader or your spiritualist in a respectful way don't just like oh do you go to therapy like like and just like how you would interview your therapist when you get one or your counselor interview them in this interview your spiritual worker in a similar way get to know them get to know what they stand for get to know their biases get to know how like what type of accountability do they hold are they open to your situation? Do they understand your situation? You don't want a spiritualist, a spiritual teacher to just blow smoke up your ass, essentially. You want somebody that will not only help you spiritually, but help you grow as a person in general and will point you in the right directions and give you the resources that you may or may not need. I have, pe- I have clients that do come to me with certain situations and I do tell them within a reading like, hey, I feel like this is, there is a deeper issue here. I advise that you go to therapy to fix this particular issue with insecurity or cycles of abuse because this will help stabilize you. It is not all just about curses and hexes and people doing bad things on you because all of those are just energy and even though, yes, it's bad energy, Bad energy done unto others is only amplified by the evil or bad energy that is already there and not acknowledged and left to fester. So with that being said, I will end this episode. I hope you guys take what I say into consideration. 
and I hope you guys, whether you're a spirit, whether you're a spiritualist or just a client or somebody just that wants to listen to me, I want you guys to take all this and take it with you next time you get a tarot reading or you talk to a psychic or something like that. Um, just just take this with you, and don't think that psychology and spirituality are two different things because they are not they're just the logical side of they are psychology is the grounding point for your spiritual awakening and it is a point that i want to make i want people to have when they become my clients because i am a very big advocate for mental health i am i am in school to get my certification in nurse as a nurse practitioner particularly in mental health and I want these two to be molded into whether, regardless of what religion you are, it is all cohesive when, you know, you're looking for that certain type of enlightenment that will build, that give you the building blocks for success. But you cannot do that unless you are totally grounded, unless you take care of yourself, unless you acknowledge all the pain and the hurt that you may have went through, or it's emotional, physical, you know, mental, whatever. So I will see you guys next Tuesday. Um, I'm hoping to record a few more episodes, but I will definitely go through the psychology, more psychology and spiritual side of things and how the two go hand in hand. And we'll be getting to a lot of different other subjects as the season goes on. And I am able to post a little bit more now that I am towards the end of my semester with school and things like that. So I love you guys so, so much. I will see you guys in the next episode. Please give me a follow. I am on a lot of different platforms at this point with my podcast. Let me, um, let me pull it up actually because I am on multiple, multiple, um, uh, like feeds. So. Make sure you follow and listen to me. I am on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. All right? So please like, follow, share, subscribe on my YouTube. Email me at trainingsintuitivelightandtarot at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or questions that you want to talk to me about or you want me to address on the show. I love you guys so, 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 so much. And I will see you guys next Tuesday.